From the open source, it's Talking Game, St. Louis's youth sports show. And now, here's your host, Bonita Cornutes. Our kids are amazing, and sometimes they don't get the credit that they deserve. Here in St. Louis, we have some young athletes who not only excel in sports and school, but they give back. This is Talking Game. I am your host, Bonita Cornute. Today's episode is about the American Cancer Society's annual All-Star Football Game and why it's important. We'll be back in a minute. Stop smoking. Lose weight. Stop worrying. Find peace of mind. Changing behavior is tough. You've tried it many times. Well, there is help. Renowned psychiatrist George Hewlett developed a method of self-hypnosis and guided meditation that has helped many people. His method is now available online. Presented by the Worldwide Talent Group, these meditations are available wherever you listen to music. iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, it's there. Stop smoking, lose weight, find peace, avoid panic attacks, and more. Simply Google Worldwide Talent Group Meditations. In approximately 15 minutes, you may begin to feel some relief. See the tremendous list of meditations. Search Worldwide Talent Group Meditations. That's Worldwide Talent Group Meditations. And feel better. The American Cancer Society's Senior Community Development Manager, Lauren Bryant, is here to clue us in on this great event. Lauren, welcome to Talking Game. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about this all-star football game. It started in 2019, and it was kind of um, a, an idea that a longtime ACS, or I'm sorry, American Cancer Society volunteer um, had while she was going through treatment, actually. So she had been involved with our Making Strides Against Breast Cancer. Um, she is a high school, actually, she just switched positions, but she was a high school principal for several years, um, very invested in the football program there, and um, her kids played football. So she was like, we should do an all-star game. And she contacted one of the um, American Cancer Society staff members, and the all-star game was created from that. So how many teams or schools are involved? So this year, I am proud to say we had 146 nominations from over 38 schools in the St. Louis and surrounding areas. Nominations, what do you mean? I'm sorry, nope, help me understand okay. the structure. Yeah, so what we do is we ask the high school coaches, first of all, the game is only for seniors, so it's it's kind of like a senior showcase. Um, but then what we do is we ask the coaches to nominate players um, that are kind of standouts on and off the field. So those kids that really deserve to be nominated for an all-star game in the truest sense of the word. Um, so we kind of have several goals with this game, but some of the main goals are obviously getting the mission of the American Cancer Society in front of our young student-athletes, um, sharing that message with them, but also trying to host a premier all-star game in the St. Louis area as well. So we've done a lot of work to really make the, the game um, exciting and something that they want to play in every year. But um, 
I've said this before, but we have such amazing partners in our high schools. And so this year, like I said, we were able to get over 30, I think it was 38 schools um, in the St. Louis area. We even, we get down to St. Genevieve, a couple kids from there get nominated, um, Warrington. So it's branching out a little bit, um, but yeah, we're we're really proud to have this game. And December? Yes. 2023 was your game, uh, your last game. How did that go? Yes, it was wonderful. We were <laughs> lucky enough to have really great weather. You just never know <laughs> in early December, but it was a gorgeous day. The stands were full and the boys just did an amazing job. They they played so hard. Um, we just have so many kind of cool aspects of the game. So every year um, there's a... a Hall of Fame coaches are chosen to be the head coaches. So, yeah, so this year we had Coach Sorrell Harvey coaching the white team, and then we had Coach John Pukala coaching the red team, and then they bring kind of like an all-star staff of people that they've worked with. Well, even, if it's some, even if it's not someone from their school, it could be a, a coach they may have competed against. Maybe. Yes, okay. yeah, that's right, yeah. And so... Um, we're excited to have them. They really take part in a lot of the process as well, which is exciting. I have a great committee. Um, we partner with the National Football Foundation, St. Louis Metro Football Coaches Association, um, and we're just really growing the awareness of this game and the mission. So it's been great. I was I was floored when we received that many nominations this year. It was pretty cool. I, I can imagine for those coaches, though, some of these boys they've never played, they've never worked with. So do, do they spend much time practicing together? So or? the week before the game, uh, we do have four practices. Um, another fantastic high school partner we have is Desmet. Uh, for the last several years, they have hosted all four practices uh, the week before the game, and then they allow us to use their facilities to host a team dinner where we present the the boys with their jerseys. So. You know, because of partners like DeSmet Jesuit High School, we are able to do these things and and have so many of the donor dollars go towards the mission. So it's it's we're very lucky. So it's not as if they're stepping out onto that field with with guys they don't know right. and they can't they don't know their skill level or their ability. I see. Yeah, and actually, so we they're, the the players are nominated by their high school coaches. Yes. Then we have a nominating committee that sits down it's just like a draft it's like um, a real a, a real war room if you will and the coaches have done their research on these players they know their stats they know what kind of individuals they are based on comments that are left by the head coaches you know they'll tell us he's got these grades he's done this on and off the field so we really feel like we have a lot of good information about these players when they're um, nominated, and then the coaches pick them based on a number of different things um, that we from the information we receive. So it's not like they're re re receiving them totally blind. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, well, that exactly. makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, where is the game actually played on December 9th? Last year, it was at Missouri Baptist University. It was our second year there. Uh, they are a wonderful host. Um, it's really neat to be able to kind of go to a neutral setting, like uh, on the field of a collegiate program um, and just give the boys that experience. So we, we love that. Um, 
But yeah, they're they're wonderful to work with. The coach there and their team of um, event planners are great. We're going to take a break and we'll come back in a minute. And I've got a couple more questions for you. Hold on. There's a veterinary hospital in St. Louis's Central West End that really cares about your pets. The Central West End Veterinary Hospital at Lindell and Sarah has been taking care of St. Louis pets for years. In addition to first-class wellness services, CWE Vet offers a variety of specialized surgical services to ensure the best care for your pets. There's CWE Vet Dental Care to help maintain your pet's healthy smile. If your pet has an unusual growth or mass, timely removal and biopsy can be an important step for your pet's health. CWE Vet is committed to their well-being. They'll benefit from expert spay and neuter services, contributing to their health and longevity. Orthopedic Solutions on-site is for pets facing orthopedic challenges. CWE Vet is there to support your pet's mobility and comfort. Schedule a consultation today to explore how they tailor services to meet your pet's unique needs. Contact Central West End Veterinary Hospital, Lyndall and Sarah. Visit CWEVet.com. That's CWEVet.com. Lauren, we're back. I want to go go back over something you alluded to earlier, and that was uh, as the coaches are nominating these young men, they're looking at what they do on the field and off the field. What have you noticed in terms of, uh, is it community service that you see in these boys or that you're looking for? Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't have necessarily like a bullet pointed list of criteria that they have to meet. But, you know, anytime the coaches take an opportunity to, to add the extra notes in there about their grades and about the different things, like the, the things they're involved with, the groups or, you know, anything like that. Um, along with their athletic skills. You know, some of them are two and three sport athletes. So they're just really doing so many things um, to to be worthy of a nomination, whether it be academically, athletically, or, or otherwise. I know a lot of the Catholic schools require that their students do community service, whether it's working with the American Cancer Society or the Boys and Girls Club or, or a, a homeless shelter. I just wondered if that was also one of the criteria that is considered. So we definitely get a lot of good volunteers from our local high schools where, where service hours are required, but um, I we we've never had anybody ask for service hours from playing in the game. I see. So okay, yeah. it, just curious. It just it just suddenly hit yeah, me. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I would also think that uh, playing the game and understanding who the beneficiary is uh, helps these these young men understand the importance of um, cancer awareness. Do they talk at all about that? Do you get any input from them or give them uh, a, a session on the importance of screening? Yeah, so this group um, is kind of special in the sense that we have a few different things that lead up to the game where we actually get to be in front of them. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, we have the night before yes. dinner where they receive their jerseys and we talk about submission on that night. We usually have somebody come and talk to them. But um, a really impactful event that we host prior is what we call the team reveal. So these boys know they've been nominated. Um, they know that they've been chosen, but then we host an event where we announce 
which coach they're going to play for and which team they're on. So um, the last two years we've had that at MICDS, which again, wonderful school partner. And um, Jennifer Yunkins, who is the founder, one of the founders of the game, who I was talking about, the principal, um, she spoke this year about her story. Um, She speaks to them about the mission. She also speaks to them about the importance of fundraising um, and how to do that because there is an element of that within this game. Um, we It's what we would call a peer-to-peer fundraising event where it's not required of them, but we do ask the boys to fundraise. We give them their own personal fundraising page and we tr- oh. try to kind of arm them with here's some ways that you can ask your friends and family or or do things in the community. So we really have had uh, some of these players step up in a big way with the fundraising. Um, but it is not a requirement. We, we're not holding that against someone. If they don't fundraise, they can't play. It's not like that at all. So we do add that element in. But that team reveal is really, um, we also had a speaker um, who was recommended to me by uh, Coach Pat Mahoney. And he, his name is Cooper Harrison, and he's a DISMET graduate, but he's also a, a childhood leukemia survivor. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So he was diagnosed, I believe, at age seven and, um, you know, got through everything great and then went on to high school, played football at DISMET. So I wanted to find an opportunity to bring someone who could be impactful to these boys closer to their age, somebody who could share their story with them. Um, in a way that maybe is more interesting than just a video we could sure. show or yes. something like that. So Cooper did a fantastic job. He was really involved a ton. He came to the selection committee. He came to the practices. He did the honorary coin toss at the game. So yeah, yeah, we're honored to have to have folks like that involved with American Cancer Society, but also the All-Star Game. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, and I keep saying the boys and the boys. What about something for the girls? Would that ever be a consideration? A, a turn, you know, an all-star game, whether it's volleyball or softball or yeah, something. Yeah, so Basketball. we do partner with a lot of the girls' teams um, for what we talked about with the painted games. Um, but right now what we're doing is we've gotten two great partners uh that are more basketball related, but they are female, female. So we partner with the Sophie Cunningham Classic um, down in Columbia. And then we partner with the Webster Winter Classic, which is a high school girls basketball tournament. So again, both basketball, but we do, um, we do. And we've got a group of us in our office that are really, you know, we're really pushing that women in sports, girls in sports, and and trying to get some more activity there. So we welcome anybody <laughs> who has a girls team to come and be a part of something. Girls swimming, girls volleyball, basketball, um, who knows? There, yeah. could, there could be just so many other opportunities to, to get even more people involved. Um, sp- Explain the uh, painted games again. Okay, so the painted games are games that um, sometimes we ask schools, sometimes they hear about it and they come to us, but basically a school takes one of their home games and they designate it as their painted game. And um, 
there's already a game scheduled for that night, but they just add an element of fundraising and awareness and education um, to the event for that evening. And then we really ask them to do it in whatever way feels good to them to to do it. It's it's like we have ideas that we can share with them, but we also say, you know, make it your own. Um, so we just tell them to really try to focus on three different areas of education, honoring survivors and fundraising. So those are kind of the three things we tell them to focus on when they host one of those games. And I'm sure that they can all come up with survivors. Oh, yes. Yes. We actually have one school, um, Rockwood Summit. They host, they've hosted for a a lot of years, a painted football game. They get their entire Rockwood community high school high school community involved um they have their volleyball coach does some fundraising and and they add it in they have their school clubs these kids like make things and sell it at the game but one of the things that they have really nailed down is honoring survivors they go above and beyond with honoring them they have a hospitality room before the game and during the halftime where local community restaurants and people have like made food and donated things for the survivors to have um they do a really beautiful ceremony on the field usually at halftime um representing survivors so they just do a fantastic job of kind of remembering that it's more than just you know we love the fundraising that's great that's what helps us towards our mission but Um, You know, for most of us, it's really important to honor those that are currently battling or have battled. Because I know um, people are hearing this at different times, what is the mission of the American Cancer Society? Explain that. Yeah, so we have several focuses at the American Cancer Society. We are first and foremost invested in research all across the country. We are the number one private funder of cancer research. Um, It's education. So the I Love You Get Screen campaign is an education piece that we have so that people understand what to do. Um, And and cancer.org, our website, our main website is a plethora of resources on all things cancer related. Um, And truly, we recommend people go to that for a starting point for Mm -hmm. things that they want to know. And then also, you know, the fundraising side, which is what we do as the community events team and our distinguished events team. We um, are professional fundraisers that are going out, sharing the mission and then trying to help raise dollars to keep our programs going. Is it hard to raise that money? It can be. We have a lot of amazing sponsors and partners, um, but, you know, it's it's like a game kind of, you know, it's like a sport of its own to find out who's passionate. Um, people have so many places they can donate nowadays. There's so many different nonprofits. So we just like to sit in front of people, talk about our mission, talk about what we're doing and and get them to join our family, as we would say. And so... Like I said, so many good sponsors that have been with us on some of our events um, for a while. Like I said, the National Football Foundation is a wonderful sponsor um, for our event. Uh, We partnered with First Form this year as well. They did some stuff for our event for the football game. Um, You know, so we just have so many different people that work with us, but it is always a challenge just to, to bring those new people in. And corporate sponsorship, I suppose, is something, too, that, that's delicate because corporate America may 
shift their their emphasis uh, over the years. Do you have good support locally? Oh my goodness, we have. Um, we could probably do a whole show about our CEOs Against Cancer chapter. Oh, there! Oh my yeah, goodness! It's, Coaches, CEOs, yeah. <laughs> really? Yes, these these people on this um, this board are amazing. I have truly been floored. I was able, um, in another role I had at ACS, able to see the chapter in action and what these CEOs and and C-suite executives within our area are doing. And their generosity and their compassion and care for our mission is pretty mind-blowing, honestly. Um, our corporate team does a really great job of getting to know these folks and what their interests are and where they want to really, because people, again, they really want to know where it's going. They want it to go to certain places. Um, you know, our health system partners like SSM and yeah. Mercy and um, WashU and SLU, I mean, we couldn't do this without them. Um, but also those CEO chapter members really, they really do a lot for us. Well, we know that um, the schools have been a, a strong supporter as well. And uh, we expect that you've already started planning for your next all-star football game yes. 2024 yes we have so it looks like our date might tentatively be december 14th but we're going to really look at that and see if that makes sense um you know just being right before the holidays like that so we're going to work that out we'll figure it out but um yeah well, it has been great to hear about the excitement uh, these kids have for charity. And we thank you, Lauren Bryant, for your time and for all that uh, you do for the American Cancer Society. Thank you. Thank you. This has been another episode of Talking Game. To listen to some other great shows, go to TalkingGameSTL.com. I'm your host, Bonita Cornute. Talk to you again soon.